0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wem Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw, and I'm joined today by someone who knows me very well. Hello, Claire. Hi, John. How are you doing <laughs> today?
1: All right. Thanks.
0: Excellent. So we've just watched what I can only describe as Sabrina the Teenage Witch series four, episode sixteen, an episode called Salem's Daughter. Now, to preface this episode, I should say that me and Colin Cox have. have tried to watch this episode for probably the last two occasions that we've met, and each time we've ended up watching a completely random episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, so third time lucky, we finally got it, it stars Billy Gunn and he was there.
1: Don't pretend you haven't enjoyed these episodes, John, I know you have. (laughs) It's not like like you've, uh, you know, fast forwarded through them.
0: You know, I was expecting to see a wrestler acting at some point and if I fast forwarded past it then, you know, I might have missed it, so my journalistic integrity meant that I, you know, I had to watch it all the way through.
1: I'm not sure about you, John, but I'm sure there's another another reason why a certain uh, Colin didn't particularly mind <laughs> um, watching two episodes of yeah. the, the lovely Melissa Joan Hart.
0: Yeah, less lessened about that the better. The better. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, this this episode, I mean, it opened up because I've watched a few episodes of Sabrina, Teenage Witch recently. Now I know that they kind of do this for all of them if I'd come at it cold I would have been what on earth is going on but it opened up and there was just a random sketch I suppose just a little little bit of comic relief before the episode that had nothing to do with the episode it was um Sabrina complaining to a newspaper delivery man she was saying you know you delivered papers from the 1940s and so she sent him away packing and then the door opened again to the other realm And a big pile of papers fell on her.
1: By the way, I think you might call that a bit a vignette.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice
1: vignette, and that's not what what we had on our salad for tea, John.
0: There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And next we had, well, obviously the credits. Now, these credits, they were pretty bad. I don't know what you made Uh, of the credits.
1: Europop is what I thought, which I thought was, I suppose, a bit strange, being as though it's an American sitcom. But it, it felt a bit Euro pop to me. This theme tune, which I think was maybe called Secret,
0: possibly. What, really? You knew you knew the name of the song. Well, you, no, I didn't know did the name. Sh- of the song. Shazam it? Did you Shazam it? Is that what it is? Did you?
1: I didn't Shazam <laughs> it. it. They just kept saying Secret, so I assumed that was what the track was called.
0: Right. And what? Why is it called Secret? I suppose Sabrina is a, a, a secret witch, isn't isn't it? She's got like a kind of a double identity.
1: Is she? Is it meant to be secret? I think uh, think so. I didn't actually watch it back in the day, particularly. Well, I don't think I watched it. It didn't really strike me as um, her being secretive about it. I mean, she admitted to her boyfriend at the end of the episode. Well, no, she was a bit. I suppose she was a bit cagey about it, about taking trees to weddings Mm -hmm. and things, which was all a bit strange. She didn't. She didn't explain it. Yeah.
0: So do do you think she's kind of, um, you know. comes across as quirky rather than he's actually a witch. I mean I don't I don't know I don't know whether Harvey, the boyfriend, actually knew whether she was a witch, or whether her, you know, Josh, the dish who um, you know, was the manager of the cafe who uh, had had fancies for her, whether whether he knew she was a witch, I don't I don't think they did. I
1: see Sabrina and Harvey as being quite an unlikely couple. He's just set up as the jock. And I mean I know she's blonde, but she's Blonde and quirky, not blonde and and an airhead, which is how they always work in American high school scenarios. So they are a bit of an unlikely
0: couple. Do do you think there's a bit of a um, maybe the type of teenage girls who read maybe today would read (laughs) Twilight or back in the day, read Point Horror? Okay, yeah, and like you know, books about witches and things, you know, the kind of quirky yeah maybe end up becoming a bit of a goth you know might kind of live vicariously through, through Sabrina, Sabrina. The, yeah with the you know with the desire to, you know they might be a bit quirky they might be a bit weird but they're still getting want to
1: attract the jock
0: yeah want to get the you know the captain of the football team or something like that so.
1: no, that's quite sad really I think it should should be more realistic and <laughs> be with that that cafe dude he seemed more
0: suited to her. But, I mean, how old was he, though? I mean, she's meant to be a teenage witch. She's still in school. He was clearly in his, like, mid to late thirties. Nah. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, this kind of links, actually. It does link back to the intro. I said it was completely random. But because she's got all these newspapers, she happens to read through the, um, you know, the birth, marriages and death section. Right. And um, comes across an announcement of someone that shared the same name as... The cat.
1: Oh God! You do just have to <laughs> suspend your disbelief.
0: Well, it's just a talking magical cat who's been alive for five hundred years. What's
1: what? <laughs> he's fathered a daughter called Annabelle.
0: Yeah.
1: A uh, bottle blonde, permed. He's fathered her.
0: I don't. I don't know if he was always a cat. Do you think? Do you think he might have been turned into a cat because you know he's, he's involved in magic? Maybe he was turned into a black cat by a. By a witch.
1: Well, I hope so, because otherwise <laughs> it's all kinds of wrong.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, do, it doesn't make I mean, obviously he must have some human DNA or some magic. I suppose, it, you know, it's magic, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just, you know, you watch Game of Thrones, you know how magic works. It just kind of gets you past some uh, some bullshit, and, and that's fine. You know, it's it, yeah, it, it just kind of works. This talking cat, 500 years old. And I think this is probably the first time it's ever mentioned there. He's got a daughter. And then he talks about how guilty he is about not seeing his daughter over the years. You know, he's saying that... He's uh, the
1: absent father. Yeah, the
0: absent father. He doesn't call her. And then he feels guilty about that. And then that makes him feel worse. The character, in, in the other episodes I've seen, this cat was kind of just a bit of a wisecracking sidekick. But now he's got, he's got dimensions. Do
1: you know what I, what I thought when I saw Cat? I thought that he was a sassy sooty.
0: <laughs> right,
1: as in sooty and sweet I know,
0: I know what you mean yeah, you know, in fact he's sotier because he's obviously got the uh, full black fur rather than just the the patches
1: racial, it's not racist, I didn't say it was I said it was racial, <laughs> which it is. is
0: it is, well it's do cats have is cat do cats have different races because of their fur
1: anyway besides the point okay now my question to you jonathan is when was this on tv
0: late 90s wasn't it i think this yeah
1: who was it aimed at like teenage girls yeah you know, or, i don't know or kind of top end of primary school I, don't, I really don't get this about this program
0: i don't know i mean this was on i'm sure kind of mid mid to late 90s i think this might have been about 97 98
1: was this before Clarissa explains it? No, this
0: this was post-Clarissa. This was like, she'd done Clarissa, she'd paid her dues, and now she was going on to more serious work, you know, more kind of multidimensional characters. Literally, you know, she was going into other realms and stuff, so.
1: Boom, boom. Um, <laughs> no, right, so, no, but what that was, I, a, that was a
0: good line. I'll, I'll uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, nice. But, no, what I was going to say was, I don't get the audience, I don't get the demographic. Okay, so, mid to late 90s, mm. was it on, it's like, CITV or something? I think or, so, yeah, something like Or, like, like that. Saturday morning TV or something like that? Yeah.
0: I think, it was mi- on, I think it was on Saturday morning TV, and I've got a feeling they used to split the episodes into two, and I think it was on, like, BBC, live and kicking kind of thing.
1: Oh, was it? No, right, so, sorry, <clears throat> it took a long time, time to get to my point, but it's... The references, it's not that I don't get them. Well, there are some that I don't get, you know, American audience primarily, I suppose. There are some references that I don't get. But yeah, these time-travelling are the ants or something, they got some bread from the 17th century. Mm. And there was a reference to Stella Dallas, like being like Stella Dallas. So there was that reference that I didn't get, didn't think the audience would get. Maybe maybe they would. Mm. And then the other one was just the inappropriate nudge nudge wink wink references, even though they well, they were a bit more than nudge nudge wink wink. The mention of so this wedding, they mentioned just a slimy uncle as a wedding guest. <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> who who inappropriately touches them and stuff.
1: Yeah. Again, Saturday morning T V. Mm. Seems a little bit odd, which is why I don't get who's meant to be watching
0: this. I think it's basically just like a bit of a PG audience, isn't it? It's not like uh you know, it's not like he, he said he's got you know, he's got rapey hands or something. It was just a little bit edgy. Yeah. It's just... it's so a bit, Sabrina yeah. Sabrina's what? She's seen the wedding announcement and she then goes to visit the Salem's daughter, Annabelle, I'm yeah. thinking her name is. Yeah. yeah. Because oh that's it. Because Sabrina's gone and mended the rift between her father and daughter, she asks Sabrina to be her maid of honor and sabrina i mean it's quite it's quite funny because you're sitting there thinking this is a bit contrived, and then she just comes out with, "I think that's a bit contrived. You've asked me in the head of like you know you a sister or you know roommate, roommate best lifelong friend. Yeah. friend. That's one thing. Knowing that,
1: humor. Yeah, it very, is. Very, very, very postmodern.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it, it, it's kind of self aware and, and just yeah, kind yeah. of making jokes about really
1: really really sophisticated there.
0: Yeah, making jokes about its own structures and uh,
1: post structural.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very Tarantino. It's the type of thing that Quentin Tarantino would do. You know the guy who did the I know who Quentin Tarantino and the the Reservoir Dogs is. I'm yeah. aware of his
1: oeuvre. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah. bit, bit no, like...
1: That, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean egg, by the yeah. way. That's
0: earth. Alright. bit bit like the Kill Bills or the um, Kill Bills Volume 2, uh, Lost in New York.
1: I, saw, I saw, saw a reference to that today.
0: What? Kill Bill 2, Lost in New York?
1: No. It was something to do with Ed Miliband.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You will not kill Mill. It was something really rubbish. <laughs> it was like... On a Labour person's Twitter.
0: Right. So was it wasn't
1: it, like it, it was a supporter of him and it was photoshopped onto the Kill Bill yellow.
0: And what was um, Ed Miliband's head photoshopped onto Tua Thurman's body in that kind of No, no, y- no. Yeah, no, wasn't. Thing. no,
1: it was just it was just his head on the kill Bill kind of font. Right. But it said you will not kill Mill anyway. Which was a bit
0: and the no one beach. and the wonder why uh, so many people uh, aren't voting these days. It's, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So then Sabrina's suddenly back at uh, her own house with Salem. They're having a conversation, and um, Salem's kind of worried that he can't do all the things that a, you know, a human father of the bride would be able to do. So he asks Sabrina to be the what? What did he say? Like the father of the bride's backup or something. So she'd have to do all the things that he couldn't do. So Sprina is now in the role of what the maid of honour, father of the bride, wackiness will ensue. We'll see. I don't want to spoil it but that's that's where I think it's going. I think this is gonna turn into something quite wacky.
1: The ants are trying to get a date for the wedding, weren't they? Oh Were yeah. They, was it was it for a date? Are they ants?
0: Yeah, 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 there's right. one of them's called Zelda. I can't remember what the other Uh, one's called. Hilda. Hilda, there we go.
1: Hilda and Zelda. So there's the grandfather clock and they're trying to get wedding dates from the past. And they get quite a motley crew. Vikings.
0: Yeah, the kind of of name, I suppose, traits of of their ideal men. And they're like, um, I don't know, into outdoors and walks on the beach. And yeah, that's when a Viking appears.
1: And then, well, I don't know which aunt was which, but one of them, her date ends up being somebody who looks like Davy Crockett.
0: Yeah, but wasn't... Was it Daniel Booth? I, I don't know. I,
1: again, I think that's maybe like a reference that...
0: Yeah, I think that's a very American reference. Yeah,
1: who um, cares? Davy yeah. Crockett. Yeah.
0: So he was basically like... A, is that um...
1: just really culturally insensitive to just... I hope so, who's to be Davy honest. Crockett? Yeah. And why should I care?
0: Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think it is, but... No offence. Equally. I
1: don't know who he is, but then Americans probably wears, don't know who he is.
0: Like... He wears a stupid hat, so, you know, it's his own fault.
1: He thinks he's on the raccoons.
0: Yeah. Next we get the um, boyfriend, Harvey. So we're introduced to him at this point, and he is established for some reason. He goes, yes, me, oh. and, me and Sabrina share a locker. That's really, you know, we, you know we're really serious. It's like moving in together. And then he opens up the locker, and those of wedding magazines fall out. Uh-oh. Women. Women, eh? Women, eh?
1: Women in the wedding magazines.
0: Oh, no. He's put two and two together and made five. Mm-hmm. And thinks, uh-oh, Sabrina's got wedding magazines. Can Does I that mean... mean... one thing. Exactly. And it doesn't. It means something else. But obviously the communication between that couple is, is such that um, Sabrina's not even mentioned it. Not even mentioned the fact that she's going to be both the maid of honour and father of the bride at her um, cat's... Wedding? No, a cat's daughter's wedding.
1: Yeah. Oh, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Go on then. It's dramatic irony. There we go. It is dramatic irony because the audience knows more than one of the characters. We know more than Harvey, which is kind of really obviously going to happen because he's a a jock. And Mm. jocks aren't known for their brains. So as as an audience where they're going, no,
0: stupid jock. So the audience isn't jocks.
1: That's and jocks the is audience... the audience
0: i don't know i, I I'd say singular. the audience is a singular singular plural, but uh yeah, yeah no <laughs> it, it's
1: too sophisticated for for
0: jocks it's too sophisticated for a wrestling podcast to be honest this
1: uh... uh well can, sorry can i can this brings me on to something else literary okay okay, initially it's not literary you know
0: you know you are bringing up the tone of this podcast quite dramatically well, with all
1: That's all, all right, this. but um. No, the first thing was, I was thinking it's not literary. It's, it's. Um, um. I want to coin it. I want to coin a term here. What can I call it? Fraserian, Fris- as in Fraser.
0: Yeah, Fraserian. Would that be one?
1: Fraserian. Fraserian.
0: Fr- Fraserian mo. A Frasierian motif. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So again, with the it links to the dramatic irony. Yeah. Which is, a massive. Feature of how Frasier works. Yeah, and, and a
0: lot of Shakespeare.
1: Well, this is... Oh, you jumped ahead of me there. <laughs> you jumped ahead of me there. Well, exactly. Yeah. So it's like a Shakespearean comedy because we have the overhearing, we have the coincidences, we have the... Again, a lot of the dramatic irony going on. So, so you know, it's uh, worthy of the
0: bad. Mm. Mm. So, so what we're saying is Sabrina the Teenage Witch... It's on the level of uh, some of the greatest work in, in English literature.
1: Yeah, it's a bit kind of Midsummer Night's Dream or...
0: Lots of magic.
1: Love... Oh, yeah, of, of... Mm, see? See, what yeah. see what you did there. See what you did there. Very, very good, yeah.
0: Well, it's not what I did. It's obviously the Sabrina writers who...
1: Well, they'll have all been to Yale or somewhere
0: in Of course, of course. I don't
1: know. I'm sounding like really negative about Mary. <laughs> not at all. I only know stereotypes as same in reverse, you know.
0: I wouldn't worry. I mean, obviously, once we finish this, we'll go and have a uh, a cup of tea. Have get a... the
1: manservant, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, get the butler in. That's, that's That sounds a bit like an innuendo, to be honest. Claire. Let me see. So we we then cut to Sabrina's work. She works in a cafe.
1: Uh, been there, Is that what brewed we... that.
0: That's what you, it's called. You notice that, that's... Uh, that's good. Nice. Well, it's it's not it's pun- punny. Yeah, it's not. It's not as good as um, Central Perk. No, it's not.
1: Yeah, being there brewed that's a bit rubbish, really. The Bean there. Could have fine. you could have just
0: had been there, done that. That's that'd be better. But bad. no, but the,
1: done isn't got anything to do with coffee.
0: No, yeah. I mean it, no, but you've already got the coffee element with with the well, bean. Yeah, you don't okay. you don't need two coffee references in a play on words, do you?
1: But it'd be doubly punny if you did.
0: I think you can overdo it though. I think that conversation's um, percolating. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it's quite clear that Josh fancies, Clar- no, fancies Sabrina, not Clarissa.
1: Josh is the cafe owner. Yeah, Josh is or the... the manager or whatever he is. Yeah. Or team leader. He re- he reminded
0: Mark me is. a little bit of... Um, I don't know if you remember Nip Tuck. Yeah, That yeah. kind of drama. And there was like the... I think there was one of the main doctors who was a bit of a kind of sleazy
1: Oh no, he wasn't like that. And
0: sex addict, I think his character was. No,
1: he wasn't like that.
0: No, but the kind of look of the, the kind of black well, slicked hair and the
1: No, that's just again the kinda of, there's a there's a person who we won't name on here, but that we used to know. It was anyways, he was an American hunk. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he used to wear jeans and white T shirts. He was he was a hunk. He wasn't he was a hunk and it was just that kind of I think a bit of that going on.
0: Yeah, just us, just just a very just a, an all-American yeah. kind of looking, a good-looking, good-looking bloke. fella. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't convinced by him working in a cafe. Well, no, maybe think, he
1: was. You know, doing his food.
0: Maybe, maybe. I I'm just convinced that he was far too good-looking. He would have been snapped up by a model agency. You know, someone would have gone in and gone, son. I can make you rich. And he would have gone, all right, then. Or he'd know how good-looking he was and, and would pursue work, say, in acting. Or...
1: I just think he's a postgraduate student. Well, he's not. Doing a bit of working cost.
0: You know what? I think that is true. I yeah, think that is, is actually his character.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. That because really Because
0: I recall one of the episodes of Watch Recalling, by accident, Sabrina basically genned up on loads of um, Charles Dickens stuff to help him with his studies. Mm. But it was like... Uh, University level, sorry, well, co- college level. Well, and then she she ended up in his college dorm Ooh. with all his college roommates and they ordered a takeaway together.
1: I'm far more perceptive than I am. Yeah, realized. there you
0: go. It's always, No, it's, it's the good writing. That's what it is. <laughs> We've established that actually the writing's very subtle and you can pick up these nuances. Mm. What is it? The other girl who works in the cafe thinks that Sabrina and Harvey are going to break up because of... Harvey being been kind of a bit freaked out I think by this wedding stuff.
1: Yeah. It seems like everybody wants Sabrina.
0: Well, yeah, she she was hot. She was hot. I mean, because you, there was
1: the there was the other jock mate who was there when the wedding magazine fell out of the locker.
0: Yeah. And what, you, later think, you on, think he had eyes for Sabrina?
1: Yeah, he did. Later on in the cafe, he was supposedly going to be there to pick up the pieces or something.
0: Oh yes.
1: When um when Harvey dumped Sabrina, so you know picking up the pieces only means one thing: shoulder to cry on.
0: Yeah, but maybe then... maybe he meant in a gay way to Harvey. I like to think it was that progressive. You know, we've we've established that it's just brilliant writing. I'd I'd like to think that it was kind of progressive in terms of um, sexual equality and you know, kind of pushing those agendas.
1: Pushing those boundaries, yeah,
0: right ahead of its time. I mean, you know, it's it's not such a big deal today, but this was the mid nineties, and you know, I think being a game and was still illegal in like forty states in America, probably. Nah, i I
1: think you're wrong. But... Yeah. Well, I don't. Not, I don't know. For,
0: that, I don't but... know for a fact. But not
1: about that bit. But um...
0: you know, don't don't let that go in the way of good point. You know, um, <laughs> so the um, next scene. This is where we get. Annabelle visits her dad, and um, it seems that she turns up to the house, and Salem's taking a shit. Um, he's in his litter box, is it called? Little, is it a litter box? litter tray. Yeah.
1: It's one of the posh ones with a lid on it.
0: So that's more of a box, isn't it?
1: Well, I suppose it is, but... Yeah.
0: And he's going on about, oh, I wish I I wish I hadn't started that Mexican diet. There's obviously the impression that it's a, um, you know, it's more than just a... He's got the booze. Yeah, you know, it's it's more than just a routine dump, it's you know, it's obviously got a bit more behind it. You know. A bit, yeah. bit bit more um maybe a bit less substance, maybe that's the problem. I don't maybe,
1: know. Maybe yeah, uh, maybe it's been eaten the same as Colin Cox's cats.
0: Well, there we go. So they they kind of have their, you know, lovey dovey moment, the meet up and she she hugs hugs her dad who's also a cat and goes, Oh, have you got sand on your feet? It's cat litter. We know it's cat litter. It's obvious. he's just come out of a cat litter tray. That's a bit horrible,
1: actually. It's like meeting your long lost father, and oh no, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um. And she doesn't. She does. She doesn't seem surprised that. Like he's, he's got a loads cat. of
0: toilet water on him. or She's not surprised. Is a cat, so she's obviously been told in advance. But then she she seems to be from this other realm anyway, because yeah, you know they don't have a normal wedding, which we'll find out in a bit. And then what was next? We cut to Harvey and Sabrina, might be splitting up. Mm. Um, that's still going. We don't really move that storyline on, to be honest.
1: No. And then it goes back to the wedding. Then well, it well it goes to the wedding. the wedding.
0: I thought I thought this whole wedding bit was quite great, to be honest. I thought, um, what did they dress Sabrina up in? Just some like really. It was. Wacky outfit.
1: It was like a green dress with like a. Like a long sort of satin green dress with like an admiral.
0: Yeah, it was like Napoleon. if if Napoleon had become a geisha girl. It was kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. So it was a big Napoleon style hat.
1: A bit of a juxtaposition.
0: Yeah. So wacky wacky style. And um there was all this talk about her bouquet of flowers and it, it wasn't a bouquet. They were like, No, you don't have a bouquet at another World wedding, you have a sapling. Mm. But it wasn't a sapling, was it, Claire? It was a
1: big old tree. It was a
0: huge tree. Which you had to
1: drag down the aisle. This was after all of the other wedding guests bunny hopped into the yeah. ceremony room, which was described like, not a word you hear it enough to be honest. It was described as whimsy. Which was nice. Yeah, it nice was nice use it, of the word whimsy. I think though. it
0: was, I think it was quite quite a nice thing. It was to remind people that weddings you know, marriage should should have whimsy. Yeah. I thought that was I Yeah, no,
1: I just liked hearing the word. You don't hear it much.
0: Yeah. I think everyone needs some whims. Wh-
1: <laughs> no, I think, yeah, whimsy.
0: A bit whimsy, but, you know, I'd rather just have full-blown whims.
1: That- no, it doesn't mean like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, you
0: know. I know, you know. But Right. Um, the groom turns up. He's in a full coat of armour, which... Damn it, I should have thought of that for my wedding. That would have been great. I would have loved to have turned up, my wife, coming down the aisle, looking at me dressed in a full suit of armour.
1: Well, I'm glad that your wife (laughs) didn't get to witness that. And Um. I'm also glad that your wife didn't look like the permed blonde bride. Mm. I, 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 I
0: kind of disagree with that, but there we go. Oh no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so so we've got, we've got S- Sabrina dragging the tree and then we have the priest kind of clap his hands and, and say, um, got the, what was it, the most important part of the wedding, the most sacred part of the wedding, the ring. And then the wall kind of falls away and a big wrestling ring appears.
1: Uh, we get to the wrestling. We get to the, the point of this podcast, really.
0: That's true. I can admit my uh, failings. I didn't. I didn't get the.
1: Um, How did you not get it? I didn't
0: get the wedding reference. You know the idea of a ring, a ring at a wedding. I,
1: I know you're tired and you've been at work all day, but
0: <laughs> that's like it, it clicked. It did click, but it wasn't an instant thing.
1: Well, you uh, uh, Somebody needs some did, more sleep then.
0: Yeah, I did. I did. Kind of. Uh, what was it about a minute after it was in? I was like, oh yeah, a <laughs> <I> ring <laughs> like a wedding. So yeah you know i'm not I'm not always that sharp i do uh, i do miss i do miss some things that are clear. so yeah.
1: not often but yeah, yeah for some reason that this time yeah yeah <laughs> that sounds passive aggressive
0: yeah a little bit a little bit what we find out is that the father of the bride and the father of the groom have to wrestle and... for,
1: for the right of his daughter to marry his son,
0: yes, that's what's said. Did you get who needs to win that? Wasn't they didn't really yeah, explain it. Yeah, it was.
1: Well, yeah, it says it in that for the right of his daughter to marry his son. Well, no, I suppose that doesn't explain. But then he's got to win.
0: Yeah, so that's what I mean. What if Salem's got a son? And I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting too technical, but the wrestler who revealed himself. Oh
1: yeah, he didn't. Well, he didn't. It wasn't Umbarj or not, not in the
0: same way as that bloke at the park did once. But um, now this, um, it was Billy Gunn.
1: He just looked like somebody at one of those local events. Looked like Whitby.
0: <laughs> he looked like an indie wrestler. Is
1: that like, what you call him? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, he was in he was in the um, WWF in the nineties.
1: What the pandas?
0: He was a, he was a big star. He was in uh, conservation. Yeah, he was in Degeneration X. It's a blank look, shaking your head, shrugging. No.
1: Yeah, don't mean anything to me. No,
0: that's fine. the The point is, is that he had to wrestle a cast. But wait, the cat's not going to wrestle Billy Gunn. That'd be absurd. You know, you, you know, you'd need a real human to wrestle another human. So Well,
1: if we remember, Sabrina is kind of standing father of the bride as well as maid of honour today, so, you know.
0: Yeah, so she gets it in the ring. She starts getting her ass kicked, basically. And, um, but then she turns it round. Billy Gunn's about to get the pin. And she teleports away. She uses magic like a big old cheat. And then she starts gouging his eyes. And then uh, I think Salem got thrown in and onto his head. And then he got thrown out and then thrown back in again. And then. It's all a bit ridiculous, yeah, to be honest. It was absurd and bombastic and silly and funny. And then, what was it? It was like that thing you do when you're at primary school to trip someone over where you curl up behind them and then they fall over you. That was how she knocked him down and won the match. She got the one, two, three for the pin, hand was raised, and uh, the wedding could continue. I forgot to mention, actually, that um, <clears throat> Billy Gunn's name in this was fantastic. Oh, it was, what was it? It was Xavier the Avenger Prescott.
1: Prescott? I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah, that was his name. I'm, and, I'm and,
1: hoping that it was like... A reference to our our own Prescott, our own. What did they used to call him? Like two two, two jags. Two jags, yeah. but then John the, Prescott. Yeah, but then there was the punching in the face thing for his oh, yeah. egging. Yeah, I hope it was inspired.
0: And then his affair when he was two shags Prescott. So, yeah. so easy.
1: Again, so this was mid to late nineties. Had John Prescott been egged and punched?
0: Um, punch the... Probably not at this. I mean, it's probably a similar time. To be honest, I think yeah. the Prescott stuff probably happened about ninety eight.
1: And I mean, chances of an American teenage comedy or whatever it might be referencing, an a, a provincial, a, fo- a, fo- a provincial <laughs> egging, yeah, um, in Great Britain, are of, quite, are of, quite a, sl- of
0: a former deputy prime minister. in yeah, yeah,
1: quite slim. But I'd like to think that it was inspired by.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and and then of course, um Sabrina got introduced as Sabrina has it got a nickname, Spellman.
1: Oh, is that what I again some of it I just couldn't catch. So she's called Sabrina Spellman. You Fair get enough.
0: it? You get it. Yeah, yeah. She's I get a witch it. and they do spells.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. And then speaking of kinda of non PC Yeah. So what's he called? Xavier the Avenger. Prescott. Prescott. Is that even what was called, John? Yes. I've written something here like Xavier the Avenger. I can't. Like Christoph or something. Did you miss here Prescott? Until we've done a whole big thing about like <laughs> John Prescott. It wasn't. I even don't that.
0: care. I don't care. It, it was, wasn't it Prescott. Was, it it was. was.
1: Look, I put like ch- ch- something. I
0: thought just. With the humour of the show, I thought having a really kind of average average surname, average surname I think you're kind completely
1: wrong there, but anyway, maybe. So we're we gonna have
0: to go back and watch this again. No, or make you we watch are it? not
1: watching it again. <laughs> yeah. So what? So this wrestler, he says, "With my other son, I got beat up, and I've got gypsies as relatives."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you could get away with that today, could you really? Um,
1: no, that's yeah. quite,
0: quite, quite rude. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I suppose that's that's the kind of climax of the episode, really. Yeah. Next, we have got the kind of um, I suppose just tying off the loose ends.
1: Yeah,
0: really. All the rubbish, yeah. Rubbish so we had the stories. Um, so we remember the
1: aunt one is the worst.
0: Yeah, you had the two aunts coming in with their dates, and this one, what was it, the Daniel Booth, the guy who's the David, Davy, Crockett, Davy one. Crockett, which I'm sure all our American listeners will be really, you know, will be glad to. Here they talk about oh we need to send these dates back. I don't I don't know why why do they need to send them back?
1: Well, it'd be a bit like uncomfortable for them just to be to join late nineties society suddenly. They need to send them back for the for their own good.
0: Wouldn't that be more confusing? They get sent back to the own time and then they've got to tell people oh yeah I was in a bit uh, of a weird.
1: No 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 no. Because if you think about it, what modern references were there in that wedding? There wasn't any really. So that would have could have been a, a wedding from the century.
0: But they weren't just in the wedding, they were in like the house with the aunts and
1: Oh right, yeah, I suppose. I you know, forgot they, about that.
0: There was like a TV and, and one
1: of them went to the coffee shop as well. Yeah. Okay.
0: Then we go to the coffee breakup storyline and um we're expecting Harvey to go up and break up with Sabrina. The story arc has gone to the breakup. Story's built up. Harvey's gonna split up with Sabrina. We know that's going to happen. But instead, he reaches into his pocket and presents her with a ring.
1: Aww.
0: Oh, dear. You know, Sabrina, we, we know Sabrina doesn't want a, a serious relationship. She says, I'm just a high school girl. I don't want a serious relationship.
1: Yeah, no, but remember she represents all of those awkward teenage girls So, who secretly would like to be with the jock.
0: And am so, to pull out an engagement ring. And and... To put,
1: so so maybe, you know, so there was that chance that she could have just gone back on her principles
0: and just gone, ah, oh, an engagement ring, cute, yeah. or something. But she didn't. She did go, oh, it's so
1: sweet. She did.
0: Yeah, and then he goes, but it's not an engagement ring. It's a promise ring. And it, I promise that I'll get engaged to you if we don't fall <sighs> out.
1: That's just embarrassing.
0: Is it a good old get-out clause?
1: No, that's ju- that's just kiddie. Well, which is, I suppose, fair enough because they are at school. Well, but it a... is. It's just the sort of making promises you're not going to keep.
0: But well, at least you got a ring. You know.
1: Why wasn't the why why weren't the kind of onlookers in the cafe? Why wasn't that a uh, misunderstanding in the Frasier sense? Why didn't they all rush over and go? Oh, you guys.
0: Well, I think think there was a little bit of that, but it was... Because
1: they just suddenly disappeared.
0: I think they saw it it and were like, oh, well, it's no point now. I'm not going to get
1: Oh, so they did think that they were engaged. So there is that, okay, they just reacted to it differently than I expected.
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose we're at the end of the episode now, and, and...
1: Thank the Lord.
0: When you were growing up, there was a period of your life when you were a teenage girl. Did you see... Can you relate to Sabrina as a teenager, as a teenage witch? Think back to when you were a teenager.
1: <laughs> think back to when I was a teenager. Which yeah, think
0: back to when you were a teenage witch. do you, were you convinced by Sabrina's portrayal of a teenage witch? Speaking from your experience as a um, <laughs> as a teenager, as, as a former teenager yourself.
1: Uh, uh...
0: Speaking as a former sixteen-year-old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did I relate to Sabrina? Would I have related at the time? On Un- no, not to her not only to her fashion. Right. I know that sounds ridiculous, but she was rocking some nice mid to late nineties fashion that I wouldn't have minded wearing at the time.
0: Like that like that black top with the um red sleeves.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there was just a skirt which was which had like a Chinesey kind of panel in it, which you know, when everybody was wearing dragons and stuff. Mm. It was like, Yeah, I totally would have worn that. Okay. During my uh Natalie and Bruley affairs.
0: Right, okay. <laughs> and and I suppose as well, just think thinking back to the time when you were um transformed into a, a mystical cat that could talk. I mean, how did you relate to the Salem character? Do did, did you kind of you know as with your five hundred years as a talking cat, do you do you kind of relate to that or?
1: Have I met cats like Salem? One or two. Arrogant, you know, kind of. That cat, Salem, Salem is a stock character. Salem is Niles Crane, is whatever that kid's called on Family Guy. Like...
0: Stewie Griffin. Stewie Griffin. Right.
1: That's Salem. That's that stock character. Right. Sort of well-spoken erudite.
0: You know, you, you grew up with cats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what i'm saying is, is is he like a bit of a my
1: cats were never iridate
0: i suppose you had feral countryside cats that ran around in trees and brought your back little birds and things as gifts wasn't it so
1: yeah you, you couldn't really have conversed in
0: quite the same way right right for me i mean this is the third episode of sabrina the teenage witch i've watched in the last few weeks and i think to be honest
1: you're gonna get another PhD, but in uh, Melissa Joan Hart studies.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I might just set up a department.
1: I suppose that's what maybe American studies yeah. at Keele was all about. Oh, well, there we go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you know the the um, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart studies with a you know a major in um, Claristology or something.
1: Yeah, well, that that would make the newspapers. Like when they used to go, you can do a degree in David Beckham at Stoke on trend Yeah. You couldn't. You could do a sports science something, and maybe do like a an essay, essay on, on it yeah. or something. But as I
0: say, don't let facts and, and truth
1: stand in the way of a good story.
0: Yeah. yeah, first rule of journalism. Well, I think yeah. I hope you've enjoyed guest hosting on the When Wrestlers Act podcast.
1: I have, and you know, I must have added about five or six rows to my crocheted teddy bear. Scared. See, I don't
0: know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. The uh, multitasking. It's,
1: it's because I'm your first female um, co-host, and uh, we can we can multitask. Did you also know that I put on a wash and like <laughs> got tomorrow's tea ready, all in the all in the same time?
0: Right. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. All that's right. pretty good going. Thanks for listening. Um, as ever, you know, check us out on whenwrestlesapp. dot com. We have. Twitter, Facebook, WordPress, and it's all WWA podcast. You can find us on iTunes and subscribe. Um, if you want to help kind of fund this podcast, we now have adverts on the When Wrestlers Act site. All you've got to do is click on those and um, they'll send a you know, probably about two pence our way, but eventually it'll cover the bandwidth costs. So, uh, you know, anything you can do to help, that's great. Spread the word, give us some reviews on iTunes. And, um, yeah, see you again in a fortnight. Bye-bye. Cheerio. (laughs) Toodle peep.